0: Welcome back. Woo! We've done it.
1: We're here. I'm told it's uh it's too hot in Calgary right now.
0: Yeah. So hot. <clears throat> uh it today's high 31 or 33. I'm trying to remember if wow. that was today or not. Holy smokes.
1: I was telling that Paul about right uh, earlier. Um I saw like a map of the states with like the temperatures across it and this is in Fahrenheit, so I can't I can't convert it for you. But it was everywhere was at least in the high 80s, except the Bay Area was at like 65. Gross. I'm the only person uh, or the only section not getting affected by the heat right now.
0: Yeah, today's high was 30, low was 14. Tomorrow, high of 29, low of 13, and with thunderstorm chance. Yeah, the highs are like 29, 28, 30, 31. And then Tuesday they drop.
2: Or like the week... Oh, for Tuesday? Okay, good. Thank God.
0: Up to Tuesday. Tuesday Mm -hmm. it drops to 25 is the high. Oh, God damn it. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's better, though. This weekend I'm going down... so... This weekend I'm going down to a small town in in the the middle of California called Solvang, which is like this pretty Dutch-inspired town. Uh, It's supposed to be like 28 down there. And I'm actually looking forward to some of the heat, because it's been like almost chilly around here. It's been like in the teens for the past couple weeks.
0: And all I got to do is just come back home and plenty <laughs> of heat for you here. Yeah, I guess so. Well, well sure I was just it was there, a... and all it did was rain. Well, because you brought the rain, so also come back so we can actually... I didn't have the rain! Yeah.
1: I didn't bring the rain. Like, I don't have rain to bring. There's no rain here. <laughs> I don't know where I got this rain from. How's uh, How's your week been? Anything exciting on either of your end?
2: No. No?
0: no? Mother-in-law visits uh, next week, so my availability is going to be pretty uh, wild for the next little bit.
2: Okay. Very
0: unpredictable, so don't be surprised if I'm not on cast next week. Good to know.
1: Sure. Makes sense. And nothing over on your end, Paul? No. Who's Who's excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out tonight?
0: I would be if I wasn't only playing the first one right now. So,
1: is, is the plan to jump right into two when you're done?
0: I don't know if I got that in me, because the first one we're doing is, is a stream incentive. It's a charity incentive, so, so I've got to do it all on stream. The second one I would be willing to play off stream, although it only has one save file, which is an obnoxious. Okay.
1: <clears throat> yeah. It is also and, hard to uh, go from like RPG right into another RPG
0: also, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I would. Uh, this has definitely gotten me more interested in playing the later games, so we'll see.
1: If you're going to cool. play them, do you have to
0: play. Because there's a whole bunch of Xeno games, right? Are they all connected? Uh, Loosely. They're all in. Well, the only ones that are connected, connected for sure, like 100%, are the Xeno Saga games on PS2. But there's like there's shared elements between all the Xeno games, basically.
1: Okay. I don't know if I'd ever get around to it, because there's a lot there. But I think I'd probably just kind of start where you started with with one on the Switch.
0: One's been a pretty good time so far. Uh, I just The downside of doing it on stream is like, oh, man, I could really go for some playing it in downtime. Oh, right, I can't right now, because I have to save right. my progress for later. So I've just been doing side quests off stream. Which is just sure. you know, kind of scratching that itch a little bit.
1: Yeah, getting some some of like the grinding out of the way is so it's more exciting for on stream.
0: Yeah, basically, and then we end up trolling anyways by swimming around the ocean for half an hour. Um, a
1: coworker of mine, uh, actually uh, Jake Decker, who once guested on the show, uh, he tweeted out because he he reviewed uh, the third one for GameSpot. Just kind of a quick summary of the three. And he's like, if you're looking for story, play the first game. If you're looking for the best combat, play the third game. And if you're looking for anime titties, play the second game.
0: <laughs> so that was, I his mean, I've, I've heard there's better things there in the second one than just the anime titty, but I mean, sure.
1: I, mean, the, I don't, the I don't know.
0: Three seems to be the most focused on that. Right on.
1: Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. But uh this weekend will be um my first like road trip where I'm taking the Steam Deck as the as the gaming device of choice, so we'll see how that goes. Should be pretty exciting. Um, but for now, why don't we do the podcast? Top down perspective, July twenty eighth. I'm Sean Booker.
2: I'm Paul Fleck.
0: I'm John Wheeler sorry that happens just forget your name sometimes
1: (laughs) all good glad you're here no um paul have you played anything no not really nothing Nothing to talk about okay i wasn't sure Uh, i mean
2: yes but we have a podcast dedicated to that after sure
1: (laughs) yeah no that's a good teaser anyone who's hanging around uh we're gonna do our neon white tdp plus after this um so if you're a patron Look forward to that shortly. Well, then, John, let's pass the ball to you. I have no idea what oh this boy. game is.
0: It ain't going very far, because I busted out my good old Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, baby, I played some of the Adventures of Star Saver. Here it is, if you're watching the actual video podcast. I was going to say, podcast. I like
1: this box oh, art. This is
0: pretty the cool. The box art's kind of sick, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Game itself, eh, it's all right. Okay. okay. So, it, it's, it's a platformer sort of pseudo contra game uh like you just you're just in, like a little robot and you're shooting like bullets everywhere uh you get a little grappling hook you can shoot to grab on the platforms and give yourself like an extra jump and stuff like that but like the real problem is that it's stiff it's very stiff for a game boy game uh where well, it like, looks like you're piloting you a
1: mech maybe that's on purpose
0: <clears throat> well so no because uh, you could also get out of the mech too so the oh. mech is actually your extra hit point so once you get hit on that you're just a dude running around with a gun and you have to try to find a power up to get your new mech back Oh, okay. Uh, but when you're in by yourself you're just a dude carrying a pistol so your shot rate is like way lower and stuff like that unless you pick up power ups along the way you can play go through the whole thing as just the dude but obviously like one hit you die so it's just way easier in the mech Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't, it's been all right. Like I only played through it. I only did one run because I was just trying to kill some time before I uh, went up for the night, and uh, I was watching something. And uh, I got to level eight of, I believe, nine, so I got to the second last stage of my first try, and then just it was late, so I figured I'd try it again later. So I'll probably have this beat next time I boot this thing up. Yeah. But otherwise, my schedule this week's been really dense, so I have not really gotten anything done. I actually didn't even get a chance to start uh, tonight's TDP Plus game, so I probably won't be on for that.
1: Okay, good it's, to know.
0: It's been that kind of week and month, so <clears throat> that's all right. I've been playing. Uh,
1: is that just like a a, like a regular Game Boy Color that you were playing on?
0: Uh, this is a modified one, so uh, <clears throat> it says Game Boy Color Light on it. I don't know if you can. You can probably see that. Yeah, okay, the Okay, just a bit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it is. A, it's a backlit one that someone modded in. So I, I assume you, you would have the, had uh s- screen lights up pretty something well. Something a little better. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have an analog pocket. Yeah. Ordered. Oh. Okay. But uh, so I got just like a bunch of other people. I kind of got robbed on the actual first attempt that they went up. So uh, I'm wait I got in on the second one but the second one doesn't ship till eh, probably October or December that range. Right. So I'm waiting. I've been waiting for a while cuz I've been wanting to use that for streams but uh it's got to wait till they got it in stock. So yep. eventually, but this is this fills that void until it's done. Nice.
1: All right. Uh I played a few things starting with the Horizon five Hot Wheels DLC that uh, John was talking about last week. Um, okay. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I played the first Hot Wheels DLC. So the, the novelty is a little worn territory for me, but you know, it's still good. I'm still enjoying my time with it. Uh, my one kind of area of tension or friction, I should say is. So they really want you to like progress through the, like, classes of cars in order. Um, okay. And in order to do that, you need to unlock... the You need to earn these medals by doing specific challenges. And the challenges are just, like, make sure you get at least one star on every single, like, speed zone or every single drift zone, yada, yada, yada. So they want you to do very specific things. And there's only so many uh, uh, events you can take part in. So you're kind of doing, like, everything that they have, they are, they have available to you. Which... Is, is like a weird contrast from Horizon 5 proper, which is basically just like, hey, do whatever you want, and you'll progress. Whereas this one, I started off doing whatever I wanted and ignoring the stuff that I usually don't enjoy, like the drift zones, for example. And I quickly hit a wall of like, well, if you don't do this drift zone, you're not going to progress, and then you're stuck using only B-class cars. Um... Hmm. which is odd so you know I, I finally like okay i'll I'll do with the specific stuff you're asking and I've worked my way up to a to s one now and so i'm I'm getting cars that I like enjoy using it is kind of a weird step back going from like you know I put a dozen two dozen hours into forts of five I had fantastic cars and then I was forced back to b class cars to start with so that was a little odd but I do also get them kind of w- wanting to like make sure hey, we want you to use some of these like crappy Hot Wheels cars before you get just like the top tier ones. Like we want you to see kind of the whole scale of it. Um, But it just was like a weird change of, no, you make sure you do this checklist. You can't do whatever you want because there's not enough missions for that. Whereas Horizon 5 proper is there's so many things on this map. Just have at it. Like there's like there's two dozen things more than you need to do. You'll progress no
0: matter what. So. See that's weird because I didn't do the checklist. I didn't have to focus on the checklist until I tried to get the S one, like B to A. I just got
2: B but to A was a, a, fine. A was
0: like yeah, A, a, a I was a just to, like okay. Oh, now I need to like do a high speed zone, and then that's all the, yeah. the remaining points I need.
1: A to S I had to had to specifically focus on it, and now I'm in S, and I'm assuming it's going to be a similar thing because you need so many medals
0: yeah. to finish that one.
1: They go up like exponentially.
0: I think um, then it goes S2, and then it's X. I think X is the last group.
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, apparently, like, I saw one of the dragons. Like, I got the medal for, like, seeing a dragon, but I didn't personally see it. So I must have just, like, driven past you, it really you fast. You passed
0: it during the tutorial opening.
1: Oh, did I? I don't even remember that. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> In the tutorial drive, where they're like, this is how you get your B license, they actually pass you, make you pass by one dragon. Oh,
1: I'm just too focused on the driving line. I guess I need to enjoy the surroundings a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but apparently there's like three or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm having fun with it. I don't mean to to like just complain. It was just kind of a bit more of a of an odd observation. Um, and it you know it looks fantastic, obviously, and it's fun just driving around uh like lava, on sideways cars. So that's pretty fun. on The uh, magnetized tracks sure yeah um i guess like the newest release here i play and and microsoft game studios only release so far of the year uh Mm -hmm. and maybe the only one coming out this year if you don't include hot wheels as dusk falls um you might know this as the like motion comic looking adventure
2: game i thought this looked bad i don't like the look of this at all
1: the art style is super divisive online. I'm seeing a lot of people being like, no, I really like how it looks, and some people being like, I think it looks terrible. Uh, to try and paint kind of a word picture, they've modeled kind of all of the, like, environments that you're going to be in, um, unless it's just kind of like a backdrop of, of like a like, a horizon line or something like that, but if you're in, like, a building, like a convenience store or whatever, they've modeled all of that in-game, but then they have just flat 2D motion comic looking characters interacting and i will say i feel there, there's hits and misses to it first off because they just transition at like a very slow frame rate almost um you know it it, it doesn't look you're not going to see a whole character like walk across the area you're going to see them kind of like keyframe animate into like the yeah. four positions they need to to kind of get over there um i do think though like from like an emotion and like an expression point on the faces, you get much more than you would have if this was like a life is strange game and they were trying to like model the, you know, this person's anger or whatever like this. Cause that only gets so far, you know, when you, when you think of like life is strange, um, I'm just using that as kind of like the closest, uh, nar- uh, narrative, you know, example similarity. Um, you know, those games look good, but they don't look like, you know, you know, Last of Us when it comes to like the facial animation and whatnot. But because these are pretty much like they almost look hand drawn or painted or, I, you know, I can't even tell. They might just be photos that they're applying like a comic book looking filter on top of. Um, you get a lot more expression out of out of the characters. Um, and there is a lot like part of me was wondering, like, did they really paint this many like frames for the characters to, like, animate through? Or is this just they filmed someone doing this, cut out the few, like, key differences, and then applied that filter on top of it? Because there's a lot. It would be a lot for an artist to have to go and do. Um, So I'm okay with the art style. It sometimes looks weird. Other times, I think it does work. Um, But what I think it really succeeds at is kind of the core gameplay of what it's trying to do this is a like telltale style adventure game where you are making decisions you are making things that are going to pop up and be like this person's going to remember that there are going to be paths where you need to decide which way you're going to go left and right and then at the end and the, so there's six chapters at the end of each chapter they show you the entire flow chart of what what you did and how you made your choice compared to the worldwide players, not just your friend group. Yeah, I
2: like that. That, yeah, that part's really that cool be because.
1: But what's re- what's really interesting is like that flowchart is huge and dense, like, sure. I believe that. so many little things that you didn't even realize. Like, oh wait, that was like a decision because I chose to do that. Like, there's so many of them. Like, it, it was it was pretty impressive to see um, how many things could have changed and how how things would have come back together so you could have been like oh okay it seems like no matter what happened they were always going to like you know take the car and leave but several different things could have happened before that characters can obviously die off stuff like that um and uh i also think like the length is pretty good it's it's broken up into episodes again there's six of them each episode is like 45 minutes to an hour um so it's kind of like watching like a tv show um definitely from like a narrative standpoint like it felt like that just because of the you know the drama and stuff that was going on um and then the unique feature it has is the twitch integration or the multiplayer aspect of it so um i didn't i wasn't streaming this i didn't use the twitch integration but you can the way i did play it was just co-op with a friend. So there was just two of us. I will say I think this game would get a lot more interesting if there was an odd number of us so we could actually outweigh each other. But every time you get to a decision, you and your teammate get to vote on which outcome they want. Um, Okay. If there's a tie, which for us, there frequently was a tie because it would just be one against one. It'll randomize and go back and, and pick which one it does. However, we quickly noticed it just goes back and forth like if i won the first tie the second tie they're gonna win um right which that's kind of lame because then you can kind of game that and be like oh man well i know it's gonna be whatever you pick because i won the last one (laughs) um yeah but if you are if you are playing this on twitch you can let the twitch also join in on um those choices I will say, I think this is a, is a strange game to put that feature in because a lot of the themes in this game are pretty heavy and, and dark. And if you just have yeah. a bunch of like chuckle heads in your Twitch chat, I don't know if that's the great thing to like, d- do we want to like figure out if our wife was like cheating on us or do we want to just have a happy family? Let's let my Twitch chat decide and stuff like that. So, I mean,
2: that's part of the that's like the meta game though, right? You're not you're no longer playing the game to see the story that you want. You're seeing what the mass community
1: that you are cultivated yeah. does. So, I mean, hey, I I could see a lot of streamers are going to enjoy this with their thing. I just thought like uh, the game goes to some dark places for sure um and letting your letting your audience choose what's going to happen Uh, definitely seems like a choice, but that is in there. You, you can do that. Um, you can, you also get the option to override the other participants choice. Each episode, each person gets three overrides. So you can be like, no, I don't care if you're, if you win, we're doing what I selected. Um, but what's fun is they can override immediately right back. You have three, you get to use each episode. So you could burn them all on one. Like you could try and die on that hill or you can yeah. save it and bank it for later on and so that's fun too. Um weird. Huh. If you like, you know, if you like Life is Strange, if you like Telltale adventure games, you like these kind of very narrative choose your own adventure games, I think this is a really strong one. Um I think the the narrative is is pretty enjoyable. I think it lands it pretty well. It does set up for a sequel. Um okay. <clears throat> or DLC. I don't know how they're going to position it because this game is technically like so it's set up into like six chapters or six episodes, but the, each three, each, each chunk of three is like its own, not totally self-contained, but, but they're more contained than the other. So it's almost like there's two episodes in here. Each episode is three chapters long. So I don't know if they want to do like a third chat or a third episode of three as DLC or a whole other game, but I would be super for that. I, I, I think the characters are pretty enjoyable. Um, And they definitely leave some questions. So uh, that's on Game Pass. Again, that's As Dusk Falls. I think it'd be super fun to play with uh, your friends. So definitely a recommendation from me. Cool. And then on the other side of the multiplayer narrative uh, adventures, I'm playing through the quarry right now. uh, Oh, Because the online multiplayer came out. And the online multiplayer is a huge disappointment.
0: Ooh.
1: (laughs) Um... So I obviously come with when it comes to supermassive games with a background from the Dark Pictures Anthology where each player is controlling a different character and doing stuff on their own at all times. Oh, yeah. No,
2: this is definitely more probably like if you put Until Dawn some haphazardly together with another person.
1: So the way this works, and I I would say again, this would probably be better if you played with at least three people. (laughs) Okay, I'm playing it with one other person. So there's two of us. Uh-huh. they call it the wolf pack mode and the way the wolf okay. pack mode works is there's yeah. one i don't know alpha, alpha. Wolf, if yeah. i'm keeping uh-huh. with the metaphor so which is me so i'm hosting the game <clears throat> and then i have my buddy in there my buddy can't do anything except watch me play amazing okay my whenever there is a quick time event we yeah. we both have to do it what? Or, I, or i will lose <laughs> Oh, that's pretty what? good. <clears throat> okay. Whenever there's a decision that needs to be made, we both mm-hmm. get to select. I select last, so I get to see what they pick first, which I almost don't like cuz that kind of colors my decision. Uh-huh. Um maybe there's an accessibility option where I can turn that off, but the way it is by default, they pick first, then I pick. No matter what, what I say goes because I win ties. Meaning mm-hmm. My friend can only watch none of his decisions matter but he has to make sure he's paying attention to the quick time events or I lose.
2: Yeah, it's like the worst possible way to spectate a game.
1: Yeah, it is it is literally like he is watching a movie that he has that he like has to hold on to the controller for at all times. <laughs> yeah. that that sounds awful again if there was more than just him like if there was two other people then there could be like an actual like two of us voted this way one there we go. you know what i mean so there could be some sway but because we've set it up to be like one against one but i win ties yeah it's it's like nonsense um i'm also and then just for those curious we're both playing on xbox only i get achievements so, like, he gets nothing yeah, out of doing this besides just kind of talking about the game with me. Um, they do. It is funny, though, when you do set up a wolf pack mode game, they will take every one of your friends that are currently online and immediately say, like, do you want to invite all of them? <laughs> oh, man. OK. So, so as soon as I it up, it's like, oh, I could just invite six people who might not even own this game like right now. Just, just get in here, guys. We're gonna have a big game of seven with us. Let's do it um which (laughs) that could be kind of fun that would be super fun yeah but like but again you wouldn't be able to do anything besides watch me play even like the parts where i'm like exploring around you all you can do is watch me play
2: at that point you're basically just like uh mst 3 king this game while somebody plays it and like having some say in the what happens which is kind of i mean
1: it would be kind of it's like i'm streaming it right um, but I have more people can get in on the it's it's pretty much as dust falls but without the twitch integration but they're just letting my friends list do it so <clears throat> um, yeah again if you can get three people that's probably ideal two is just like why are we even doing this <laughs> um, but you know yeah. we're at least still having fun just kind of talking about like yo this person's totally dead if I pick this one right like I know how games work <laughs> Um, sure yeah yeah we'll probably end up playing it twice so that he can host a game and we can see some of the alternate routes like we'll specifically choose the the opposite um i will say though like that game looks nice the super massive with their facial capture animation some of those characters look really good some of them look like they're wearing a skin suit um but the ones that look really good like like justice smith that girl from sweet life of zach and cody they look great really good animation right there I just wish the multiplayer like made more sense. <laughs> uh, all right. You. That's all I've played. Let's do some news. Some interesting stuff happened. Uh, like Mario Kart got some more DLC.
0: Finally. Okay. It feels like we've been waiting for this one for a while.
2: What did it get? Let me take a look here. The next wave. On new
0: 8 tracks. Yeah. Oh, okay. It so, gets added next week. Next Thursday, I believe. Gotcha. August
1: 4th. Okay. Wave 2 comes. Uh, the specific tracks. so there's two cups i'm assuming they it was two cups last time they, as well they're all
0: two cups yeah so eight tracks total each time and it, uh look at the track list this is a pretty solid list yeah oh well run through them which ones are exciting for you uh waluigi pinball is the big one that's one of the ones i have been waiting for that has been like my my hot request from the, the ds the i remember that one yep team.
1: i will say yeah. mario kart ds one of the best D- uh, mario kart games in my opinion
0: yeah, let's see. Wild well, Image Pinball, uh, Mario Circuit 3 from SNES, New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour, Calamari Desert from N64, uh, I think it was Sydney, Australia from Tour, Mushroom Gorge from Wii, uh, some Ice Stage, I can't remember, from GBA. Snowland? And, and uh, a new track, which I cannot remember the name of it. Sky High oh, Sunday. High, high, sky High <laughs> Sunday, that's the one.
2: Oh, that's why there's so much video of it. I'm watching the video right now, and there's so much of Sky High Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think, one of, I think they said it's the only one of the new DLC tracks so far that has the anti-gravity stuff, which was the main focus of 8. This looks
2: oh, neat. Oh, okay. okay. This stage. Okay, there's Calamari Desert. Yeah, that's exactly how I remember it. Only, you know, good-looking. Mario Kart yeah. Circuit
1: 3, yeah. That. Yeah, this is cool. This is very cool. Again, this... um if you have the nintendo switch online expansion you get this for free
0: yep uh if you own the game obviously and there's four more waves to go yet which lead us to the end of 2023 so probably means there's one more wave to come out this year and then the last three will probably be in 2023 if i had to wager a guess that's a a good guess i actually don't even remember when the first one dropped yeah I, i don't know
1: but you know what's not dropping? The Meta mm. Quest 2's price. I did yeah, see what,
0: this. What is up with this? The Meta Damn.
1: Quest 2, you guys, if you don't know, that's a VR headset from Meta that came out like two years ago.
0: And yeah, as a result,
1: that. they are increasing the price of it by $100. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Uh, So their argument for it is like sourcing the parts has gotten more expensive. So you have this weekend to buy a Quest 2 at the current price of $300 and $400 for the two different uh, storage uh, options before they go up $100 each to $400 and $500. However, for a limited time, you'll get a free copy of Beat Saber. Sure. Which I think is like usually okay. 15 bucks or something. Something like that um i mean i don't have a quest 2 so i might not be the best one to give buying advice when it comes to the quest 2 i would say two years into this don't if you haven't bought one yet wait for the next one at this point you should
2: definitely wait for the next one for sure yeah
1: like if you're sitting there being like maybe i gotta get one this weekend so i because because i've been maybe thinking about it like the the third one's got to be like less than a year away or something right
0: the Quest Two, its whole selling point was that it was supposed to be the affordable one.
2: Totally, yep. So that's the fact why it's going one. up
0: a hundred dollars is insane. Yep. Like, I, I, it was like a tough sell at the price that Paul and I each bought ours on. I wouldn't recommend it for a hundred bucks more at that point. If you are going to do it, wait or get one of the nicer models like the Index or something like that.
1: So, looking at this, like, I'm, how do you think this affects Sony's, uh, price decision? that they were thinking about for the PSVR 2. Cuz that that math equation must have changed a bit, right, when this news came out? Maybe. I don't know. The thing with PSVR is you still need a PlayStation for it though. Right, but I and but the Quest 2 is like the is the most popular VR headset, right? Because it's standalone, yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different thing in that regard. For sure. But, and I yeah. feel like Sony's looking at the most popular one and its price point. And now that they see that one has increased, probably mm-hmm. makes them have to like it a little easier if they're trying to match
0: prices. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think they probably I... just keep whatever they are and just feel better about it.
0: See, the problem is like Sony already put out a headset for like the PS4. So if it's too much higher than the previous one, people are going to balk about it. So, I feel mm. like that's their bigger worry than competing against the Quest.
1: I don't, do, do you guys remember what the PSVR 1 launched at? Was it 400?
0: 300, 400, somewhere in that range.
1: Because I think I got mine on sale when it hit around 200, I think. Yeah. But but the PSVR 2 has so much like more in it because the other one, they were using move controllers. This has like right. actual controllers. This has, we're going to talk about it. Uh, a little bit later but it has outward facing cameras it has pass-through like there i would not be surprised if the vr2 launched at a higher price point than the vr1 it's a much more capable mm-hmm. product
0: psvr1 launched at 400 bucks us yeah I, that's what i would still guess the psvr2 launches at because i can't that's see what I, i'm thinking too that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah
1: because if they if they <clears throat> went to 500 that's the same price as a playstation 5
0: To be fair, I think that four hundred was the price of the PS4 at the time.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think so. We're talking like getting close to almost like ten years now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, I I bet and and again, like if the Quest Two had stayed at three hundred, I don't know if they would have tried to to get closer to that price, or if they would have stayed at their four hundred dollar one. Anyway, talk, speaking of PSVR 2, Sony came out with uh, some more details about it, um, a few more features you can look forward to. Um, as I alluded to earlier, there's going to be a see-through mode uh, where if you press a button in-game or I think double-tap some one of the buttons on the controller, uh, you can access the cameras that are uh, outward-facing and you can see your surroundings. I think this is a great idea.
0: Yeah, the Quest 2 has this. You can enable it. It's nice. Yeah. yeah,
2: this this has to just be standard, I think,
1: and everything going forward. So
2: that makes sense.
1: As someone who only has a VR headset that can't do that, not being able to just check my surroundings to make sure I'm not about to hit something or. Yeah, something. No, it's huge, About real. to hit me yeah. like that is just like a great safety and like a comfort thing. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, they also pointed out that you will be able to broadcast yourself while playing if you have the PSP. Five's HD camera. Uh, you can you can stream and use that as the camera. The picture they have here, it's not clear if this person's on a green screen or if they're gonna do some like background removal thing, kind of like Zoom does. But this looks too clean. I bet you well, will not I mean, get.
2: Yeah, this looks like a PNG file on top of a screenshot.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. It's way too clean. Yeah. So. I have to assume this, you know, this streamer like I bet they set up the the perfect. I don't I doubt this is this is photoshopped. I bet they set up the perfect scenario. Yeah,
2: like a studio. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: And they they green screened it and they lit the green screen. You know, all these things you can't do. Um, Yep. I also who bought that camera? John, did you get the camera?
0: Yeah, actually. Wow. What what made you buy the camera? Because I knew it was going to be needed for PlayStation VR.
1: Okay, so have you used it? (laughs) Ha ha, no. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'm not even sure where it is right now. I actually just this
1: last week took down the PlayStation VR One's camera off the top of my TV. Because I was like, I haven't used this thing in close to two years. Why am I keeping this camera set up? Um the next one you'll be able to customize your play area the device will actually scan your room and create like a 3d map of your play space so it knows where what you can and can't walk towards
2: yeah that's a big improvement right now you can do something similar but it's kind of like a flat you have to mark the ground level and you can like mark right you draw a circle around yourself right well you draw like a there's like a grid that you put down where on the grid is like safe or whatever. And it'll still recognize when you're getting too close to something that looks like you're going to hit something. But this is definitely like
1: the evolution of that idea that as seen here. Yeah. And like you said, this one will also alert you when you are getting past the, like the safe boundary. Yeah. Uh, And then the last feature that they mentioned is a cinematic mode, which will let you play, uh non-vr games in just like a flat surface uh the psvr one has this i think every headset has this you know people watch movies this way um the interesting thing however is it'll let you play these games at 120 hertz so if like your tv can't support that this might be a way to get a higher refresh rate version of the game i don't know if you would want to play a normal game with the headset on i never wanted to do that with the psvr one but that will be an option
0: sure yeah that's cool you guys think this thing's gonna launch this year didn't they say roughly when they thought it was gonna
1: launch i think yes i i don't know if they said specifically i think it was always like assumed but like with everything getting kind of delayed and no like summertime announcement
0: oh it wouldn't shock me if it got delayed at this point well so he's like yes i thought they had a rough range for the release
1: you think they hit this year you think it shows up in like 23 i think this year
0: I think this year, unless there's just another major part shortage and the, yeah. the news about the quest makes that a possibility. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm starting to think maybe spring 23 because we didn't hear anything about it this summer.
0: We'll share more information soon, including launch date and additional games coming to the platform.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. know soon enough, I guess. <clears throat> so, I think the only PSVR 2 game that they've announced is that Horizon spinoff one. Uh, Annapurna had a, uh, live stream game showcase today with some, some cool looking games. Uh, I didn't watch the stream, but there's definitely some stuff I'm excited on here. Thirsty suitors. They showed some more of that. There's a demo now out now on steam. Um, the Kentucky wrote zero devs have started working on another, uh, game. So I'm very excited for that one as well. Outer wilds is getting, uh, current gen ports, which is a free upgrade, um, on September 15th. Pathless is coming to, like, everything. Um, Maquette's coming to, like, everything. Solar Ash is coming to everything. Um, I don't know. uh, Hohokam is coming to Steam, as well as Keita Takahashi has created another game, which was shown here as well. Those were the highlights. I don't know if anything jumped out at you guys, if you followed along in any capacity. Yeah, The Lost While
2: survival horror type thing with uh dinosaurs basically
1: think you're in Jurassic Park or sure. right on looks awesome and apurna man like almost anything that they'll publish has my attention at this point they pick some interesting stuff um Sony also announced some updates coming to PS5 uh, I think it's currently just out rolling out to beta. Um, but you're going to be able to make folders, which is pretty interesting as well as it'll start supporting 14 by 40 output. Um, if your monitor supports that as opposed to compressing down the 4k, a weird thing about the folders, you can only make, they're called game lists, but, uh, to be specific, um, you can put a hundred titles in each one and you can only have 15. I don't know why you'd need a limit at all. Yeah, that's weird. To be fair, I don't think I'll ever have fifteen folders. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, fifteen folders of a hundred—that's fifteen hundred games.
1: Sure, but but maybe some games are in multiple folders because you know that you're categorizing them as such. I don't even know if you can do I
0: that. usually they, the consoles don't let you do that. Okay, I think but, I think the Switch is the only one that lets you do that currently.
1: Does the Switch have folders?
0: Yeah, they got yeah. it like two months ago. We reported on it. Groups, remember? No. <laughs> okay. Well, it happened like a couple months ago. It's called groups.
1: Okay. Um. But yeah. So folders come into the PS5. Hopefully, you were looking forward for that. Uh, probably like the biggest news this week is we got like it wasn't so much a stealth drop, but we got some GTA Five uh, Six news. Um, kind of within this article from Bloomberg that was talking about uh, like an overhaul to its workplace culture. And it just so happened. Here's also a bunch of info about GTA six. Oh, I didn't even read this. Cause I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so it sounds like over the past year or so, uh, Rockstar games has internally been working to improve their culture of crunch, uh, their culture of diversity. Um, you know, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed that these have been successful, but that's kind of what the reporting is stating has been going on there. Um, Focusing on the Grand Theft Auto 6 news, uh, they announced for the first time there's going to be a female protagonist in the game. Uh, There's going to be multiple. It'll be a pair of leading characters influenced by Bonnie and Clyde. Okay, cool. The working title of the game is called Project Americas. The main location is a fictional version of Miami, which isn't that oh, Vice it's,
0: City? No, yeah. it's straight up it says it's Vice City, yeah. Interesting.
1: Along with its okay. surrounding areas, the game will evolve over time, adding new cities. The game world is already large, okay. and there is going to be a focus on having more interior locations than previous GTA games. Interesting. Okay. Um, And then uh, just a quick list here of some of the changes happening at Rockstar. This has been since 2018, I guess. They've hired more producers to help avoid overtime crunch, schedule changes, conversion of contractors to full-time employees, removal of abusive employees, new mental health and leave benefits, and staff uh, have now more flexibility with their time.
0: Good. I mean, that all sounds great.
1: Yeah. So I can't imagine Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out... For at least two years. Sure, yeah.
0: Did, I think that article also says yeah, twenty twenty four. Or but something. Yeah. I saw I thought I saw a twenty twenty-four expected date bouncing around somewhere.
1: Uh I, I didn't see one off on the top of my head, but I will I believe you. That seems like the earliest I could imagine Grand Theft Auto Six coming out. Uh did either of you follow any of this Nice of the Old Republic remake news?
2: No, I'm trying to read about it right now. So what's
1: going I just
0: on? Heard, I just heard the basic, which was it's delayed. Oh. That
1: That is mm-hmm. like the short end of it. But it seems like it was kind of delayed out of nowhere, along with like the two creative leads on it being like let go unceremoniously. Oh. Um, let me see if I can get the full... Uh, Rundown here. Does it, yeah, does the story say why they were let go? Uh,
2: dismissal Unexpected.
1: The Bloomberg reported that Aspire Studios, the devs working on the remake, uh, the studio heads told staff that the vertical slice wasn't where they wanted it to be and that the project would be paused. Okay. Uh, Uh, according to reports, Aspire was targeting a late 2022 release date for the remake, but insiders suggest 2025 was a more realistic target. Whoa. However, now the unclear—it's now unclear how the project will continue.
2: Ah, huh. interesting. Okay,
0: big leap there. What the hell's going on?
1: Yeah, really. Spire has been working on the remake of the the 2003 Star Wars RPG for the last three years before finally announcing the game in September 2021. However, after presenting a demo or vertical slice of the game to its production partners, Lucasfilm and Sony, it was followed by employees learning of the development pause and two firings. The firings are the remake's art director, Brad Prince, and the design director, Jason Miner- the latter reportedly said on social media channels that the dismissal was unexpected.
2: The cynical part of me thinks that what happened is investors said, yeah, but you need to get it up by 2022. They pushed. They said they didn't like what we saw. And then they're like, yeah, we can't do it in that time. And
1: then they were like, go. Uh, so the kind of final point it's sitting at is that it has been paused indefinitely. And who knows where this thing will end
0: up. That's wild, though. That's a bummer. Jesus. People were,
1: were excited for this. A fan favorite cult classic, if you will. Uh, we've got some rumors here from Jeff Grubb over at Giant Bomb of a possible Black Panther open world game in development. Uh, titled okay. Project Rainier. It's being developed by a new studio headlined by ex-monolith vice president uh, Kevin Stevens and published by EA open world single player game where the player becomes the new black panther it is early in development i ask you, two, after the avengers game would you still be interested in a black panther game
2: absolutely because spider-man was good so they Spider-Man, could make that yep. good
1: for sure yeah. but Sp- i mean hey I'm i'm looking forward to wolverine hopefully that's good yeah
2: yep um, uh, I definitely want to see more
1: though before I make any <laughs> calls. For sure. Like that. I mean, this is not even confirmed to be real, but yeah, for sure. Black Panther's popular. Um, I'm hoping mm-hmm. they're just going to like. I'm I'm sure they're using Spider-Man as the example as opposed to using Avengers as the possible example. Um, yeah. And hopefully they don't put all the weird live service microtransaction stuff that kind of plagued Avengers. Yeah oh and people are also mentioning gardens of the galaxy which i totally forgot yes yep. that was quite very good. good too yeah yep yeah yep. and small little last story here papers please is coming to the uh, mobile devices on august 5th that madman! he did it i'm so excited to see this <laughs> yeah um if you haven't played papers please you absolutely should that's a special little very unique game this one screenshot of it looks great on the phone like looks right now yeah. Good for That's awesome. Lucas Pope. Play all of Lucas Pope's games. They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's going to do it for news. Let's do some questions. Top down perspective at gmail.com. Email address at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box or how you can send questions in. Just like Kevin who asks, what is the op- optimal ratio of normal enemies to bosses?
0: uh like in a boss fight or
1: i don't know i assumed it was leading to the boss fight (laughs) i don't don't know how you get that rush
2: modes like shadow of the colossus has the perfect amount for me the actual answer is is that if you need to like level up if there's a progression it's however many that you need to like casually get to a point where the next boss is not as bad as it would be normally
1: i mean that is nice that was one of the things about what was the recent Briley default? Briley Default Two. Yeah, yeah. The third Enemies default, enemies yeah. would eventually run away from you once you were overpowered, and then you knew that's okay, cool. I, I can take on the final boss or the boss of this area now. So that that's was a nice great idea. Indicator. I don't know if I could come up with a ratio. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's so many games I can think of that would have completely different ratios. Like Shadow of Colossus would be no regular enemies and all bosses. Yeah,
1: so it would be a zero to one ratio. <laughs>
0: yeah I'm like a bayonetta or ninja gaiden would be like i don't know four regular enemies and one boss fight at the same time like and then something like a like muso
1: game would be like ten thousand to one
0: yeah exactly like it just <laughs> depends entirely on the genre
1: i can't and then okay so it would could you answer it if it was bosses like in a boss fight that are there to like give you health or whatever or is it also dependent on the
0: if if they're fodder to get you power ups during a boss fight, then you're probably gonna want like eight, but like two at a time or four at a time. Yeah, I was thinking again. two. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking a like a
1: yeah like three at a time as like a max. You have three to deal with. They come out in kind of like a triangle. I don't know. Oh sure.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> flying V's just everywhere.
1: Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think there's an optimal
2: number. Yeah, here. It depends. It depends on the game you're making, for sure. All right, next question from Christopher. Hi, TDB host. Thanks for the great entertainment. I have a question for you three. After playing a lot of JRPGs, I see a lot of games have similar types or styles of alternate costumes for their character to wear, such as school uniforms and swimsuits. What kind of alternate costumes and outfits do you think are underrepresented or would just like to see more?
0: Full-blown suits of armor. okay Okay, sure just
1: just covering up the uh the character
0: just make them a walking wall yeah
1: i mean they have a great point here you see like swimsuits in like
0: every single one absolutely yeah so going the opposite (laughs) direction is way better uh it reminds me like they can do special effects with some of these two resident evil 4 had uh ashley gets a suit of armor bonus costume and it makes it so that enemies can't pick her up which i think is hilarious yeah i after i would love
1: like i like holiday ones especially if they come out on holiday because like santa suits yeah. would be fun or you know christmas mm. l someone's like a snowman or whatever i think that's always enjoyable yeah that's good uh i uh, this is another one that's used often but formal wear is usually pretty funny because then you get like your protagonist in like a tuxedo
0: oh yeah yep. a sharp suit's always nice to see Oh, that one's a good fun.
1: Um I don't know. What if they did just like like roller rink kind of like they got like letterman jackets did... on?
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were like full neon, give me like that 80s workout exercise outfit. that one that's
1: a good one too, sure. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking more kind of like Archie Comics, you know, sixties vibes. Hmm. What are you, Paul? Anything you'd like? I like when they do, like, nods to different
2: cultures and, like, what that character would look like in, like, uh, classical Asian attire or Mexican attire or okay. whatever. I like sure. that sort of thing quite a bit.
0: Good answer. All right. Dead writes in and says, Question for those who remember the gaming landscape of 20 years ago. How was the steady release of distinct Nintendo handhelds, Game Boy Color in 98, Advance in 2001, and DS in 2004, met after a decade of the Game Boy 1989 being the only Nintendo handheld.
2: It was hype as fuck. There was ads everywhere for that shit. I remember the Advance
0: being a big deal. The color was like, it was weird because like, oh, this is only like a small step up. But like now my old, now my Game Boy can only play certain one of these games. Like it only plays the Black cartridges. I can't play the the other ones. Like I, I bought Game Boy Color games, but I never actually owned a Game Boy Color. So I had to be like, uh, alright, I'll just borrow this one off my friend who has one, or I'll just wait and hope, because there was rumors for the Advance like a year or two into the color, so.
2: Pokemon Yellow and the Yellow Game Boy Color were fucking everywhere. That shit was plastered everywhere. They wanted kids to buy that really bad. Um, Game Boy Advance was a huge deal, too. That was one I didn't have, but like, The friend in our group that did, everybody would be like looking over their shoulder and
0: like, yeah, that was a big deal. The DS was weird. I remember it had like a really confusing uh, reaction at first. Everyone was like, why? Why two screens? That's super weird. Like, how's that going to work? Like people were pretty kind of against the 2D or the DS at first. And then when it actually got out, they're like, oh, no, this is actually pretty neat.
2: It was kind of exciting, too, because it was riding that high that we had. It's like the Game Boy Advance SP, that thing is so dope. You can close it or whatever. Now there's other one you can close, too. But, like, why does there a whole other screen? Seems like a waste. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, I definitely agree. I think the Game Boy Advance era was uh, kind of hype, actually, as a kid.
0: Yeah, same. I remember, like... We I had to write like a, a midterm or final exam. I remember like having my money writing my pre order done at Walmart and uh convincing my parents to drive like the forty minutes to the closest Walmart to pick up my Game Boy Advance pre order. Yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't have enough of a memory of this because I would have been too young and I started with the Game Boy Color, so I didn't have the large gap beforehand. Yeah. Sure, I mean yeah, I'd have yeah. to assume like before the car came out it was just like you didn't know any better because there was hadn't been a series of handhelds yet there had just been like the one So you weren't expecting I mean, so many
0: the um the game gear was really the only competition it had and by then, right and, and that was, that was a different dead. thing so it wasn't like yeah. a
1: an evolution right of it um
2: no but it was more like an explosion because then it was like the game boy pocket the game boy color the game yeah. boy what this or the game boy that accessories the game boy camera. And the printer that you could, yeah, it was just like a bomb oh, went got, off. You got to bring to blockbuster shit. to print
1: it, right? No, that no, was for you Spokemon could buy a Snap. printer. Oh, that yeah. was Pokemon Snap. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. SP, that's
0: a that's a great, that's a great. Hangout. Yeah, agreed.
1: I'm more of a micro guy myself, but <laughs> of I, course, the, the SP
0: is also very good. Love squinting, just love it. Uh, the Phantom Aegis. Uh, This is
1: a continuation of a previous question about Magnum Opus in video game franchise. Do you have a perfect game of a genre? You can choose any genre, but it must meet the criteria of what you think the genre requires to be the best of the best.
2: I'm guessing this doesn't count games that created their own genre, or is that kind of part of it where they were so good at it they... And nothing own. else well, is compared.
1: Yeah, I, I think it could count if you do think it is the best of that genre, and nothing that has like surpassed it ever, surpassed sure. it yet. Yeah. So like, let's yeah. just so like to start it off. Let's just like pick a genre, right? So if you picked like Metroidvania, what are people going to say is the is the best Metroidvania? Yeah. I I was thinking the same one, but then I was like, I don't
2: want to use that example because it's yeah. because
0: I'm like, two. I can't think of a perfect example. Metroid. Because <laughs> there's two games. Well, that I is was gonna say, do people?
1: Well, do people? I feel like people typically go with Symphony of the Night.
0: I was gonna say they people do. go with
2: Super Metroid. And Super Metroid. That's the problem. Is that okay. it's two games? I would
0: I would argue Symphony of the Night is not the best Metroidvania. I don't even think it's the best Castlevania.
2: Oh, I but, definitely agree. I don't like that game that much.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's got but, weird issues, weird control issues that they ironed out in later games.
2: For sure.
1: Whereas uh, I'm over okay. here, and I'm being like, I don't know, Shadow Complex. That's the best Metroidvania.
0: Shadow Complex is a is a f- contender for sure. The good one, yeah. What
2: about platformer? What do you think is like okay. well, the quintessential? Be a little platformer? more specific. Like, let's go two like D for, okay. for simplicity. Two yeah, D, okay. yeah, yeah. I feel like because i would mario probably world? say one of the marios i'm just mario trying to think world. of which
0: one yeah probably world right world or 3 probably world i, I think world, world still yeah i like 3 i just think it's world yeah
1: it's also kind of hard to, to to also like pick uh what the best one is when it's like there are, for 2d platformers there are so many of them and yeah. but yeah. none of but mario world kind of stands out just because it made such a big deal when there wasn't so many of them. Yeah. 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 Cause I, cause you know, back then there was only so many side scrollers. Now there's probably a new 2d side scroller every week and that I just don't even hear about. Right. And they could mm-hmm. be fantastic, but who knows?
2: Yeah.
1: Hmm. That, I mean, so I'm even thinking of some of my favorite games. Like I don't think I would put, uh, burnout paradise as the as the magnum opus of racing games anymore because we saw the remaster was kind of a letdown and what about, about like open it, world racing games i bet it's one of yes. the horizon Forza. games now yeah yes. oh yeah I that's bet it's true. kind it's of taken it games. right yep i yep, think like burnout paradise is was like a time and a place thing but it's a it's from a different era Very. Sure.
0: Yeah, it just depends on the genre too. Like my mind was also like, "Well, what about stealth games?" cuz that one doesn't have too many entries. That might be easier to lock down. And my mind's like probably Metal Gear Solid 3.
1: I mean, are but you in like you discount Splinter Cell, which is more stealth? Well, yeah. I was going to say are you See, discounting like the dishonored franchise or anything cuz like it's hard, yeah. It's super yeah. hard. And I and if and if you're including 2D ones, I think Mark of the Ninja is a fantastic stealth game. So, like, sure. <laughs> It's it's too many good games. Yeah, too many. It's
2: a problem. All right. Next question from Hebrew Lantern. What is a game ending you liked better than the true ending? Ooh. Uh, The one I had pop in my mind the quickest is in Silent Hill 2. There's an in-water ending, which is kind of the, like, bleakest, most depressing ending, but also maybe the most, like, humanly normal ending to what that protagonist goes through also it has the one of the best songs on that soundtrack as its theme so that one i really like even though it's like super dour
0: see it's funny you bring up silent hill because that was actually my example for that but i was gonna say silent hill 3 the ufo Uh, ending
2: the ufo ending, because
0: that one rules because you literally just you get home and instead of like your father being like murdered, you're like, oh shit! All right, well, like stuff's going down Silent Hill. Let's go blow it up. So you literally yep. hop in a UFO, blow up the city, and then you sing a song. And like, Silent I think Hill's that's that's absolutely hilarious.
2: Are so good. They're so good.
1: Yeah. I don't think dog I have ending an answer from two. Also, this. an excellent choice. Yep. I'm gonna pass. I don't have an answer.
0: Alright, VGC uh, Kenny writes in and says, When it first came out, I believed the ending of Sly 3 to be a cliffhanger ending. However, as I've gotten older, I've come to the conclusion it actually could have been where the series ended. And I didn't quite get the nuance of it at the time, although I assume I wasn't the only one since it, there was a fourth game that, while fun, did have more of a cliffhanger ending. Please make a new game, dear God. What games have you changed your opinion on, not because the game is aged, but you have? Uh, Ocarina of Time and Final Fantasy VII and Mario 64. Those are th- the three I can think of that I've changed. Final Fantasy VII. Yep, me yep. too.
1: Are you guys saying you've gotten... You like them less or like them more?
2: I like them more because I didn't like yeah. F- seven at all
1: when it came
0: seven, out. seven. I loved. Then I had a, pe- uh, like a, a big, long stretch where I hated it, <clears throat> and now I'm back to loving it again. So
1: Okay, but if it's the remake, you don't like it?
0: V- remake, I... <sighs> See, I like things about it, but I think it's just they bloated it too much. I think it's too much bloat.
1: I think, I mean, I just kind of mentioned the Burnout Paradise uh, example. I will say, I I played some Guitar Hero Metallica this last week. (laughs) Um, And maybe it's just because I've been playing a lot of, like, rock band. But I just think Guitar (laughs) Hero games are ugly. Um, the like UI, the gameplay visuals are so much cleaner and crisper. And then at least with Guitar Hero Metallica, it's like, what if we hand wrote every word on this and went all the time? And it's like, this is this is just a lot. Can you just like calm down a bit, please? Rasterman seven writes. What's a series, anime or not, that upon watching it, you were like, damn, that's some really good animation right there.
2: Uh, his example is my answer. Arcane.
1: Arcane? Okay.
2: Arcane is very good looking
1: and just good. I'm trying to think the last time I, I like point out the animation, maybe like uh, Klaus on Netflix is a, is a Christmas movie that I think has some really good animation. Pixar you know, Pixar's always up there, obviously.
0: What was that uh movie with. It was Isle of Dogs? The, oh, the yeah, sure. One? That one yeah. was a good one.
2: Yep. That was good. I really right. like the
0: animation on that one, yeah. Isle of Dogs, the claymation? I don't think I've seen that.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, if we're not going by the series thing then like enter the spider verse is 100% oh, one dogs,
1: also sure. that yeah oh enter the spider verse is a very good one yes you know what's funny is i own island dogs and i totally forgot about it <laughs> um yeah if we talking about stop motion pretty much anything Leica puts out uh is just phenomenal sure. stop motion i am just constantly in awe of yeah
2: <clears throat> suku suku writes let's say your house caught on fire Thanks for that. Your family and pets have been safely evacuated. Your important documents retrieved. You have enough time to save as much as your arms can carry before the rest is burned. What do you try to save?
1: Okay, so this is basically like you get to save your fun stuff now because the important stuff is safe?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Probably just my PC. Everything else in here could probably burn and be replaced fine. The PC honestly could too. If there was any danger, I would let it burn. But that's probably what it is
1: see i i probably wouldn't go for any of my expensive console stuff because those are probably the most easily replaceable it would be like my ds collection you know you know my game boy games that are like it would be very expensive to replace these old games
2: yeah they can burn i don't care about any of that.
1: all
0: right i don't i don't know if i can answer this the only thing i can think of is if we're assuming infinite amount of time to get this your arms full equivalent out i pick my pinball table sure okay you can pick up but a pinball table? This, I said this is assuming infinite time.
1: <laughs> but I would not say a pinball table is an armful. Like you need if to be able you to are dedicated
0: and you have enough adrenaline, you're, you'll fucking make it work. I, 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 it is a
1: really cool <laughs> pinball table. I'm not I saying don't you disagree. shouldn't, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> I, I feel like there is a point where the adrenaline and your strength will not be able to pick up an object.
0: Like, if that doesn't count, then I'm just going to pick, like, my most expensive games.
1: Yeah, that's That's sure.
0: just it. It's just like, okay, I grab, like, a backpack. I grab the things I know that are going to be stupid expensive to replace that I can either sell to get back most of the rest or just assume that the, it'll get covered by insurance, et cetera, and just keep the expensive stuff so I don't have to refill that.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. if I have anything that I have like any sentimentality. I, like I remember that we even had a question. Do you find anything like sentimental that you own? Like no, this could all burn probably as long as like my cats and stuff, important things that I need. Well, your important stuff is safe. safe. You, you don't have yeah. like
1: because I you must have some like old stuff that would be hard to replace. You don't think any of it yeah. would be? Worse? No, I don't give a shit. It's just stuff. Okay. Who fucking cares? I mean, you got it all displayed yeah. nicely. You care a little bit.
0: I have shots no, played nicely. You I'm could. kind of appalled on this. Like like if like Bagel and Reese are priority one and then mm-hmm. like out of like sentimental stuff it might be like, Oh cool, like I had this, this cool shirt I won in a contest or something like that. But like nothing oh, yeah, where yeah, I'm just be like, oh god, if I lost this I would never be able to sleep again. Like nothing <clears> like <throat> of that. I'll I'd use my answer got, to help got, John like, get his pinball here. table out. And we're going to be playing <laughs> pinball on the lawn. <laughs> there we go. No, like, I think about it, Like, I've got, like, baby pictures here. I've got, like, uh, grad photos and stuff like that. And I'm just like, all right, cool, that's gone.
2: Yeah, I don't have any of that even. That's all my parents
1: have. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have anything like that. Like, I have some, like, nice photos of my family. But it's like, I'm pretty sure they have, like, the master copies. So I could get those right. back. The only thing that it would just be, like, it, the only reason I go to my, like, old games is those would be really hard to replace.
0: But oh,
2: yeah, I guess hard to replace things. This uh, wireless N64 controller, how am I going to place it in, in punishment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Because, yeah, because I think those are out of stock again, even.
0: Jesus, of course. I saw people of complaining
2: about are. it.
1: And All John, right. I think you're the uh,
0: last one. I do. From TC Golden. What is a game that is great as a standalone game, but not great in the franchise it's a part of. I.e. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare and Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Great games by themselves, but not good Call of Duty or Banjo games.
2: Oh. I mean, sure. Nuts and
0: Bolts was gonna be my answer, a hundred percent.
2: Nuts and Bolts is the only one of those I like,
1: so yeah, I, I agree. I'm trying you. to think can you guys think of any other examples though? Like nuts and bolts, like where they introduce a whole different like genre, basically. How often does that
0: happen? It's pretty rare.
1: Okay, I guess Assassin's Creed they've changed the genre a few times. So Mm, yeah, those side-scrolling ones that no one talks about are like pretty good Mark of the Ninja clones. Um, but I wouldn't really call them Assassin's Creed games. But then again, at this point, like, what is an Assassin's Creed game besides whatever Ubisoft wants it to be? Yeah. Hmm. I might be able to say Prince of Persia 2008. It's like different enough, keeping the core framework. I don't know that, that it's pretty similar, but that was a pretty cool one. Sure, yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like there's a bunch of obvious answers I just can't think of right now.
1: Anyone here a huge fan of Burnout Crash? That pinball like. Burnout game? I never played I remember, it, actually. I never
0: played it either. Yeah, you played it and you said you didn't like it, so I never picked it up. I don't
1: remember liking it that much, but yeah, I played that on Xbox Live Arcade.
0: Donkey Kong 64, also not a bad option. Bad exam- Not a bad example. Okay. But a lot of people still like that game, though, and still think it's good for for the franchise, so I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: one I, I would almost say is, Sunshine, but yeah. is
1: similar to... So, like similar enough because it kind of did just what Mario did where it took a platformer and then made it a 3D platformer
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah I don't know Banjo-Kazooie is honestly like the only real example I can think of I wouldn't even have thought of the Call of Duty one
1: just trying to think of other genre ch- Final Fantasy Tactics you know that's obviously not like a oh, normal yeah. Final yeah. Fantasy I mean, well game liked, though. but yeah. it's it's also a great game <laughs> yeah
2: sure that's a good one
1: But I guess if you're just wanting, like, no, I want my turn-based, I want these people to line up in a line and one at a time slash at the air so that this monster gets hurt, then maybe you wouldn't be super happy. Right.
0: Yeah, I can't think of any major franchises that have entries that are just considered, like, eh, but still, well, liked games.
1: I could maybe see, like, Pokemon Legends, although I want to say, like, the fan base is pretty happy. The fan with... base
0: likes Legends. Yeah. Or at least but they I could also after another couple more games come out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I could see some people being like, well, it's not, like, my Pokemon that I'm used to, so I'm not uh, happy with it. But I think generally people are pretty stoked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Usually with Pokemon games, I've noticed like once the uh, the next game comes out, people soft or it's it kind of like the Zelda loop issue, where it's like once a game or two later comes out, everyone mellows out on the other on ones they were hating on them in the past. So,
1: yeah, because they have something new to get upset about. All right. That's going to do it for questions this week. Again, if you would like to send in questions for next week, top respective at Gmail dot com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week?
0: Uh, I guess Star Saver.
1: Uh, neon White. Yeah. And uh, I'll give mine to As Dusk Falls. Um, our August TDP Plus game has been decided. That is going to be Klonoa Fantasy something, something, something um that one by a landslide so look forward to us playing through that uh next month and once again uh stay tuned for our neon white episode uh which will be going on shortly we'll see you guys next week. bye